It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and today we're going to be looking at possibly a realignment in the SEC. Is that even possible, or how would this actually go about? Plus, more importantly, we're looking at what the Aggies players are saying about the upcoming decision to potentially cancel college football in 2020. Before we begin, as always, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this show a much more well-sounded podcast, I am more than happy to take your considerations and make sure that we get together as a family here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But secondly, follow us at Locked On Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content surrounding the 12th man here on LLP. We're on Monday through Friday. Give us a follow, subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and listen live on LockedOnPodcast.com. So as we reported yesterday, guess what? College football is back in jeopardy like it ever really wasn't. I mean, if we're just being completely honest... Everyone thought for a second, okay, well, we have new schedules. Okay, well, we know that these games are going to be canceled. Okay, well, we know now who we're playing. Texas A&M will be taking on the likes of Tennessee and Florida. Yippee! It's got to be over, right? Wrong! Because the Big Ten decided to come out with a big statement saying, we don't know if we're going to play this year. A report broke out early thanks to the Detroit Free Press saying that they were voting against playing college football this year which put Twitter, which put social media, which put the college football average fan up in storm. I mean, immediately, the backlash that you could see from this is astounding. So when the report broke on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, you started seeing a trend that was started by, if anyone could do it, it had to be this person. It was Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, the poster boy of college football, the king of of the crop, the next Heisman Trophy winner, the next number one overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think that's going to happen because I believe in Gardner Minshew, but that's not the point of this conversation, comes out, posts on social media, his thread on what he believes should happen and how college football needs to be played this season with the hashtag, we want to play. And naturally, you look at every single person in college football, and this really goes for any single sport in my personal opinion, If you choose to opt out, like we've seen, with Penn State's Micah Parsons, with Purdue's Rondell Moore, with uh, uh, Minnesota's uh, Rashad Bateman, with Virginia Tech's Kayla Fairley, solid players who make very astounding points to why they don't want to play, and I, you have to stand by it. But then you see how many people are coming up to coaches going, Coach, we've done nothing wrong. We've worked hard. We've been here. We've tested. We followed protocol. We did all this. Why are we being punished? And the hashtag, we want to play, continues to grow a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And lo and behold, finally, by late Sunday night, throughout the past 48 hours, Texas A&M players have been coming out with their thoughts on the situation saying, you know what? We're joining in on the social media movement to play this upcoming year. You know, several players uh, from Penn State really kind of started the trend with the We Want to Play. Uh, then you started to see other reports come out uh, as all Power 5 commissioners were starting to meet 
DeMarvin Leal, Texas A&M defensive end, running back Isaiah Spiller, uh, defensive back Leon O'Neal, wide receiver Dylan Wright, running back Ernest Cornover, cornerback Jalen Jones, and uh, linebacker Anthony Hines all issued pleas earlier this week saying that they would join in the trending topic of making sure college football was played this year. Isaiah Spiller comes out saying, I was really looking forward to football this year, hashtag we want to play. Anthony Hines followed on August 9th saying, no, we will not sign waivers, but yes, hashtag we want to play. And yes, we want a well-formulated plan along with the necessary funding to keep us safe during the play playing of this pandemic. DeMarvin Leal came out with the we are united, we want to play. A graphic that was posted by Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Jones, hashtag we want to play. Devin Morris, great slot corner, hashtag we want to play on August 9th. Uh, Ernest Cronover, same thing. The graphic comes out with it. Uh, then you have DeMarvin Leal come out saying, we worked hard for this, hashtag let us play. Antonio Johnson, the brand new safety, hashtag we want to play. Fred Spiller, Isaiah Spiller's father saying, canceling the college football season would be damaging to a lot of kids who don't have focus to stay committed an entire year without ball. We want to play. Bobby Brown's mother came out and said, I love my son, Bobby Brown, and I trust AM. I know we have the appropriate precautions to take place to protect everyone. I have complete confidence in Texas A&M and the SEC to mitigate risk during this time. Hashtag we want to play. Hashtag we want our sons to play. Hashtag football mom. Then you had Jenny McCollum, uh, the mother of Ryan McCollum, offensive tackle come out saying, while we don't have a Players Parents Association, Aggie football parents want our sons to play this fall. We have complete confidence in Texas A&M and the SEC will continue to provide a safe environment that mitigates our sons. We want to play. Hashtag we want our sons to play. Ross Bjork came out earlier this week talking a little bit more on Monday, saying that he supported the We Want to Play movement. Despite some uncertainty, they continue to stay focused on their craft and passion for football. Bro, uh, Bjork wrote on Twitter, we are supporting them at the highest level in all facets of their health and safety. Hashtag We Want to Play. The silent majority is coming out and saying, we don't want to play. And you know what? I can see it on both sides of the spectrum. Why don't we play college football this year? Well, it's simple. We don't play because of we don't know what this virus can do. We know how it's going to affect our bodies. We know it's how it's going to affect, you know, different different organs, organs inside of us. The virus attacks your lungs, your liver, and your heart. You need all three to function. You can't live without one. Now, you can live with a collapsed lung... You can live with heart damage. You can live with liver damage, but that just shortens your life. You can't live without them. You need all to breathe. You need all to stay alive. You need all to function. But again, one thing I said yesterday on the podcast, and I stand true to this, you're never going to have a bubble system in college football. It's impossible. There's too many moving factors. There's too many moving pieces. There's too many movement at risk. But I promise you, you can have players stay in the facilities. You can have apartment complexes rented only for the facilities, for these players. That's where they live until this is settled. You have them stay away. You have them wake up in the morning, do online classes, go to practice, Testing all day. 
anyone feels under the weather, you immediately send them into testing. You can make it work. And if that's as close to a bubble system as you get, I think you're fine. The average football player at Alabama when I was there went out one night a week, and it was Saturday night after the game, if it was a day game or a 2 o'clock kickoff game. There's a 6 p.m. game. They went to bed. That's the only night they went out. They weren't able to go do anything else on top of that. So, I see this, and I see the way that it's structured, and I see the way how the bubble system is working in the NHL, and how the bubble system is working in the NBA. And it won't be perfect, but if you can guarantee that everyone tests negative for COVID-19, going into the game that they're about to play, they're likely going to test negative after the game. Or they showed asymptomatic symptoms and then you find out what the problem is. But if you do it in a certain way, this can work. And the hashtag movement of we want to play is only going to continue to trend. So whether the Big Ten says we're going to sit out this year, you guys go ahead, I can promise you right now you're not going to see other teams following in suit just so fast. A domino effect can happen, and I have no doubt that it will. But I guarantee you, this little domino of the Big Ten falling is not going to lead to the SEC, the Big 12, or the ACC crumbling anytime soon. But if the Big Ten does decide to fall, there are several teams who have said they want to play this year. And there's a very good shot that they will try to play this year. So is there a way we could see a realignment with college football? And would any one of these teams be able to join the SEC? Don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down the reasons why or why not in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love your favorite sports team and want to hear coverage of them every day, five days a week? If so, why not listen to a Locked On podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, every team covered in the MLB, NHL, NFL, NBA, and highlight sports information to get you caught up with fantasy sports going into the 2020 season. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, at least listen live here on LockedOnPodcast.com. So the Big Ten is potentially going to cancel the 2020 season for their other schools, but unfortunately there's four schools out there that do say we want to play. Uh, That would include Ohio State, that would include Michigan, that would include Iowa, and that would include Nebraska. Now, naturally, if there isn't a season for them to play in, they can't just play in a round-robin tournament against each other three times and then just say, okay, well, the best one of us goes to represent the conference if there is a college football playoff. This could lead to an expansion, maybe just for one year, when it comes to realignment, if they choose to play. I think at that point, it really comes down to the NCAA kind of stepping in and saying, well, if the conference as a whole does not want to play, where the Big Ten doesn't want to play, and these schools are opting out to not play. So, a Rutgers, which has been dealing with a lot with COVID-19, maybe does not suit up this year. And that would make a total bunch of sense. Maybe Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald's squad, does not want to suit up this year. Maybe Mel Tucker, who kind of came in very late into the process in recruiting. The, you know, the, the, the chancellor comes out that he is an actual physician as well. Says, well, you know what? I don't think it's safe for us to play. They don't have to. They sit out this year. 
but then they make it an optional chance for any team that does want to play. So right now, we know Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, and Michigan do. What would happen if in this case, or let's flip the narrative real fast, what would happen if any one of these teams, so maybe you add in an Illinois, maybe you add in a a school like Indiana, maybe they want to now play, where would they go? Now, naturally, there's three spots that would likely be open, and that would be the ACC, who recently added Notre Dame fully to their schedule. Keep in mind the that Notre Dame is part of the independent when it comes to football, but they're part of the ACC when it comes to every other sport. You have the Big 12, which recently did feature one of these teams not too long ago, and you have the SEC. So, if there's four teams, it's easy to go, okay, two and two in each, we leave it at the conference alone. So... In my opinion, you would say the ACC would get Ohio State and Michigan, and the Big 12 would get Iowa and Nebraska. Naturally, Nebraska, because Nebraska used to be a part of the Big 12 before they moved to the Big 10, and I think it was 2011. So, that would make a ton of sense. But what would be the ranking of these teams joining the SEC if this was the probability? So, for me, let's go with this. Number four, I think, would be Michigan. I think Michigan's way too far up in the Northeast. I think they're way too far up in the Midwest. Like, Michigan, Ann Arbor is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a four-hour drive to Canada. I mean, you're not going to have them travel down to Mississippi. You're not going to have them travel down to to Alabama, to Florida. That's almost like a five-hour plane ride. You're not going to have that happen. And as much as Jim Harbaugh wants to see his team play, they'd be a better fit in the ACC because think about it. You can just travel about three hours to Syracuse. You can travel three and a half hours to Boston to play Boston College. At most, if you're playing in the SEC area, you're playing Clemson. So then again, there you go. And keep in mind that these schools left open an open date for a game like this. So this could be a possibility. But Michigan's way too high up there to where I see them being considered in the process. Other school for me would be if Wisconsin was up there. Wisconsin would, I think, have to go to the ACC as well. You're too high up. It's too far of travel. Yeah, you would play Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan. You could play all those games, but you're too high up. To make that travel down there where you don't know the structures, you don't know what type of, you know, what your body type has. Maybe you are showing some symptoms or you're asymptomatic with COVID. But when you bring something from Wisconsin all the way down to Alabama, to Georgia, to, uh, to Mississippi, to Louisiana, you're spreading it in a lot more decent way. And it, and it sometimes is a lot harder to dictate that. So I don't see like a Wisconsin going through. But right now, we also know that Wisconsin likely is not going to play this year. In number three, I would say would be Iowa. I think Iowa would want to play in the Big 12. I think that they have their best chance to win in the Big 12. I think Iowa's schedule fits them better in the Big 12. I think their location puts them in a better spot to be successful there. So I see Iowa actually being more of a proponent in the Big 12 than I would in the SEC. Coming in second place would be Nebraska. Nebraska has those ties to the SEC. I mean, to the Big 12. My bad. They played in the Big 12 for years. They became a juggernaut in that conference. And then when they moved to the Big 10, 
everything really changed. Bo Pelini was out. Mike Riley came in. He didn't do that well. Then you have Scott Frost, who has literally been a big disappointment. But maybe that's just because Nebraska's just been a big disappointment since leaving the Big 12. But you have that history with the Big 12. They would schedule games with Texas. They would schedule games with Oklahoma. And location-wise, that's a bus ride. I will say, if Nebraska wanted to play in the SEC, it wouldn't be that hard because you already see Missouri and Tennessee, which is just right below Nebraska when you look at location geographically. They travel down south to play Floridas, to play the Georgias, to play the Alabamas, to play the to Mississippis, the Louisianas. They travel out west, uh, out east to play the Carolinas. So I could see how Nebraska would make a case because of the fact that they're at least geographically close to several teams in there. But you keep Nebraska where they are, it's a quick drive over to Kansas, it's a quick drive down to Oklahoma, it's a quick it's a little bit longer, but still not a bad drive to the likes of, say, uh, Austin. I mean, the furthest drive for them would likely be West Virginia, but they're in that location. So obviously... The number one team, and I think the team that a lot of people would love to see actually join the SEC, would be Ohio State. Let me explain. Columbus, Ohio is right in the center of the state. Cincinnati, Ohio is basically Kentucky. There's a team in Kentucky called the Wildcats. And while you could see Louisville be a more better proponent because they're closer to the Cincinnati border which would be Ohio. If you're adding a team, Ohio State would make the most sense. Because, yeah, they have snow. You know what else has snow? Kentucky gets snow. So, the weather system, they have four seasons, just like some of the teams in the SEC. Now, do I think it would be a little bit more of a cautious proponent to see them travel deeper to, say, like College Station? Yeah, I do. I think that would be a problem. But I think if you arrange it properly to where they play against opponents like, say, Kentucky and Vanderbilt and maybe even South Carolina, it's not that bad of a drive. The location of Columbus is not that bad when you look at it compared to all the other teams possibly vying to join in the other conferences. Now, Nebraska's already said, we'll take the SEC, but you know what? No. No. Nebraska needs to stay in their own conference. But if Ohio State wanted to join the SEC, this would be a really big proponent, and I think this would settle a lot of arguments on who's better. Because Ohio State so far has said that they've deserved to be a national title contender for years, and they're pretty much still riding off of their success that they had in 2014 when they won the whole thing as the first ever college football playoff champions. So I want to see what would happen. The SEC and the ACC have been the top two conferences since, and they're the only two conferences that have actually won a national title besides the Big Ten since the alignment in 2014. Let's put them in there. See what would happen. We got breaking news coming into the Locked on Aggies podcast. We'll be taking a quick break, but when we come back, here comes the news. It's the news we've all been waiting for, and you know exactly what it is. It ain't a positive one. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, the news has broken. ESPN, Mark Schlerboth has announced that the Big Ten will cancel the 2020 college football season with a chance to move it to the spring. That's the domino that needed to fall for everything else to come in line. After the vote by the Detroit Free Press that said came out 12-2, 
in favor of canceling college football this year in the Big Ten, there will not be a college football season up, up north. So no Wisconsin. You have no Illinois. You have no Indiana right now. You have no Rutgers. You have no Northwestern. They're all done. What we've been talking about on this show for the last 20 minutes, how this could happen, four schools, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska, all have said they were willing to play this upcoming year. Now comes the ramifications where the NCAA will have to get involved. Can these schools come together to build up and make it to where we see one of these schools featured in a different conference? Or will this just be the very first domino to fall here in college football? It's amazing. We knew that this was a possibility. We knew this was something that could happen. And unfortunately for Texas A&M and unfortunately for the SEC, this could be the start of the end. It will be interesting to see how just like when the Big Ten announced earlier this month, they would not be playing against opponents outside of the Big Ten. The Pac-12 followed immediately right after. And shortly after that, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 followed suit saying, you know what, we're going to play a 10-game schedule and play only against our in-conference opponents, but leave that one weekend open. Well, guess what? That one weekend now could be these four teams who want to play from the Big 10 join, or the Pac-12 could cancel their season as well, move it to the spring, and eventually you see the NCAA step in and say, you know what, we're done. Nobody's playing. We're going to make it a fair court. You all play earlier this earlier next year in 2021. This is a story that's going to be the talk of college football and the talk of sports until we get a definitive answer. And this is going to be something that I think Locked on Aggies, any Locked on SEC podcast, any Locked on Big Ten podcast is going to follow until we get a legitimate answer. We started to see it. We saw players in the Big Ten opt out. We saw three big-time stars, three players who will likely be first-round draft picks in Micah Parsons, Rondell Moore out of Purdue, and Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, all declare we're not playing this year. And when you saw that happen, guess what? Now you start to see a domino effect. Will this affect the SEC? I don't know, but what I can tell you is that now that we have one team falling suit, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Tomorrow, I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about. I don't. I really don't. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for it, but it's definitely going to be a podcast you're not going to want to miss. In fact, every single podcast from here on out is something you're not going to want to miss because we'll have updated information of what could change with the SEC in the coming days, and it's something you are going to want to stay up to date with. We'll see you next time, and remember, big them, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.